With Zion Williamson out indefinitely and just eight wins on the season, should the New Orleans Pelicans tank? Let's talk about it in the Tuesday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Tuesday. We got a bit of a break for Pelicans games, which is kind of nice. They're, t- they're playing tomorrow against the Oklahoma City Thunder. So today, let's talk about what the Pelicans should do with the rest of the season. Zion is out indefinitely. I talked about his injury yesterday and the situation between him and the team and the friction that's going on there. Give that one a listen if you haven't already. But with him not coming back for a while and just eight wins on the year, a record of eight and 21, tied for the or the worst record in the Western Conference, should the Pelicans not really focus on trying to win games? They are trying to win games right now. So we're going to talk about that in today's Show, there's reasons for and against it, and I'll lay them both out. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Monday through Friday, no paywall or anything like that, just Pelicans insider knowledge, stuff going on with Zion, breaking out the play on the court and what this team should be doing. In this episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals for those you do want to keep. All right, so kind of the situation as it is, right? The Pelicans are trying to win. But they're 8-21, the worst record in the Western Conference so far. This is a team that clearly could use a guy like Zion Williamson. It's kind of the key piece to the puzzle, right? That that like load-bearing foundation that everything just kind of falls apart without him. And that's understandable. It's the best player on the team. He's borderline an all-NBA player. Losing a guy like that, that you put shooters around, right, that don't do as much else, and we'll talk probably tomorrow or Thursday about, you know, the the guard play, which has been rough for New Orleans so far this season. But missing Zion, you know, you probably shouldn't be good. Should you be this bad? I'm not entirely sure. So let me ask you this question. Right now, how and or where do you see the season going as it stands with Zion out? If Zion comes back with, let's say, 20 games left to play, does that change the answer you just gave. If you said they were out of the playoffs, they're headed towards the lottery, does Zion coming back with 20 games left to play really change that? Does it get them from the lottery into the play-in tournament, let's say, knowing he's going to need a ramp-up period and all of that? You know, if you see them in the play-in tournament, does that make it seem like they're going to get out of that and, and be in, in the playoffs? But I can't imagine many of you really see them as things are going currently in the playing tournament. I certainly don't. When you look at this team, right, you've had some nice play, a couple of nice moments, but really inconsistent, really just subpar. Again, they're missing Zion. I think that's to be expected. You know, and they were really relying on internal growth. Jackson Hayes has been out of the rotation. They really needed solid play from him. 
Nikhil Alexander-Walker, you know, has seen his minutes reduced, his role reduced. He's been inconsistent at best this season. The defense hasn't come together. The offense looks out of whack. They don't have enough three-point shooting. The guard, the backcourt play, the guard rotation, some of the worst in the league. There's no creator from that position. You know, where's this team headed, right? It doesn't feel like anywhere good. So if you gave a negative answer to how and where you see this team going right now, should they change their approach with what they're doing, right? It's not as easy as should they tank and lose games or not, right? Because they're doing a good job of that now. If you wanted to just lose games, keep doing what you're doing. But what if you can lose games and also develop your young players? Wouldn't that be maybe a little bit better than where they stand right now when you start to think about a longer term outlook? And so that's what I want to talk about coming up next. This team's losing already. Can you develop young guys and lose? And is that a better situation? So let's talk about that coming up next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions Subscriptions are hard to cancel, but Truebill makes it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there to do it for you when you just don't have the time to do it. And Truebill has saved users over $2 million, uh, sorry, $100 million with 2 million users. That's a really Really great number to be able to save people that much money. There's nothing worse than getting scammed. Truebill makes it so that you won't. There's nothing worse than seeing your credit card statement, your bank statement being like, damn it, I forgot that $15 charge or whatever it was. Get rid of those. Save the money. Go put it towards anything else, right? than something you don't want and aren't going to be using. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Stance. I ordered some Stance socks recently, and these things are awesome. They're incredibly well-made and durable. These are going to last a long time. They're super soft, and they're just fun to wear because you really get to show off your personality when you wear Stance Apparel. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. I lo- look, I'm a huge nerd at heart. So you're telling me I can get like awesome Batman socks, Star Wars socks, and of course they've got the NBA license. So I've got Pelican socks as well. It's fun to have just, I, I kind of dig having like fun socks on. It kind of adds some personality to me when I'm in the office, when I'm in a meeting wearing a suit, all of those things. And they're soft. They feel great on my feet when I'm running around. The quality's good. You can't ask for much more than that. They're fun to wear and they're going to feel great. And everyone compliments me every single time when I wear them. 
So Stance believes that perfect fit matters more than fitting in and that those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at Stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that is 15% off your first purchase when you use promo code Locked On. Promo code Locked On at checkout to imply. Enjoy color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week for you all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans, good and bad, everything related to Zion as well. Might have some updates on that kind of soon for you as well. So make us your first listen every single day. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. And for your second listen, go check out Locked On Saints for everything black and gold. So we're talking about should the Pelicans tank, right? But it's not really as simple as should the Pelicans just try and lose games. They're doing that already. They're really good, especially in the Western Conference, at losing games. They got more losses than anyone else and are they're tied for the fewest wins. They're doing a good job of tanking, right? I believe they are third, fourth in the like tanking tankathon rankings right now. So they don't need to change much if they want to keep losing games. They're third. What, do you want them though to maybe start working on developing some of this young talent? Right, young guys getting reps isn't necessarily a bad thing. You know, Trey Murphy in the game against the San Antonio Spurs got a quick hook because he got two people that he was supposed to defend backdoor cut him that led to buckets both times. Just bad. Like super bad. Had no idea those players were doing that. But wouldn't you want him in a game kind of figuring that out when there's just no stakes for the team and it's not costing them anything because you weren't going anywhere anyway? And now he knows what to look for. Now he knows what that kind of like feels like when someone backdoor cuts you all of that stuff. You know, at least he has some upside to kind of grow and develop, whereas you see Garrett Temple and he is what he is, which isn't good. Same for Tomas Sadoransky, not good as well. There's upside to Trey Murphy. There isn't upside with those guys. You know, certainly you're going to lose more games playing Trey Murphy right now than you would Temple and Sadoransky. They'll actually make probably some better plays over the course of the season, just being veterans who are kind of supposed to know what to do, even if they're not playing great. You know, but you also hurt. So, so if you're trying to win games, yeah, do that. But they're not helping you that much to actually really win games. So you're not accomplishing that either. So all you're doing is losing while burying your young guys on the bench, and they're not getting minutes on an NBA court to just make mistakes, figure things out. Where cool, the stakes don't totally matter, and it's okay if they do. You saw it with a guy like Trey Murphy the other night, right? He was so scared to be out on the court and to screw up, and it made him so tentative because he knew he would get a quick hook if he if he screwed up and Willie Green would take him out. That's why he played less than five minutes in a game that they lost by 15. That doesn't seem like the most prudent thing to do with your long-term thinking for this franchise. You know, and you even heard, supposedly... Griff wanted the young guys being played last year, but they're not being played this year when you don't have Zion. There's a little bit of inconsistency there. So I think it would be a smart thing to play these young guys a little bit more. Try Nikhil in a lot of different roles and give him different tasks offensively and see if some of it just fits or sticks, right? And you accomplish a couple of things by doing this. One, you'll lose more games. That's going to help your lottery odds. They're third right now. If you can get one or two... It's a little bit better, right, certainly, than not being in the top four. And they're they're not going to be as bad as some of these other teams. OKC should end up being worse than them. Houston, in theory, should. Detroit and Orlando definitely will be. Maybe Indiana, depending if they have the fire sale that's rumored. 
So the Pelicans could see themselves being fifth or sixth worst, and that's not a great spot to be in. That can definitely be a bit of a problem, particularly when I talk about this draft very loosely in a second here. So you increase your lottery odds. You get these young guys some playing time to kind of make these mistakes. But the other thing is, fans love the young players with potential. You'll show up to watch Trey Murphy play. Are you showing up to watch Tomas Sadoransky play? And the Pelicans are struggling to sell tickets right now. They're sending emails to season ticket holders, basically saying you can buy any ticket you want going forward for like 25% off. We're not even, we're not even halfway through the season, and that's kind of where they're at right now with people's interest in this and in, in wanting to attend games. Play the young guys. Go that full-on youth movement. Try and build a groundswell of support with that, maybe. So I think you accomplish a lot of things if you play these young guys. You you make yourself worse, so it's kind of like a secret tank because these young guys are going to lose games for you. Throw Jose Alvarado out there. See what you have in him, right? You signed him to a two-way deal for a reason. So I think that's one of the big reasons why you want to do it. But there's here's the thing with that. And it's kind of the, the the opposite of this, right? This draft is mediocre. Maybe mediocre at best. Yes, you have a couple of guys kind of at the top that you could talk yourself into. That will probably be good, right? Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, Jabari Smith. Those guys could be very good. And those are clearly the top three guys in this draft. But I don't think people are looking at some of those guys as some of the best we've seen in a while. So when you look at this draft of subpar to mediocre this maybe isn't the year to tank in and then if god forbid things don't go your way and you end up with say the fourth pick in or or the fifth pick in a three-person draft and it's just a mediocre draft that that fourth fifth pick isn't nearly as valuable so if the basketball gods are against you you land in that weird territory that oklahoma city is in right now where you can't get a star you have a bunch of nice young guys that maybe will do something maybe not but aren't like blue chip prospects that's not a great position to be in so you've got to worry about that so does that mean then given that this draft isn't great the pelicans shouldn't tank and should try and win some games but also maybe just do things a little bit differently and let's talk about kind of this middle ground approach that I think they could also look at trying to take. Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's podcast is brought to you by Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes of Locked On Pelicans, Locked On Saints, Locked On NBA, and Locked On Bets, and keep up with your favorite teams and players. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all of the insight. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Disclaimer. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional Restrictions apply. Offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See BoostMobile.com for details. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available on all platforms five days a week, breaking down everything you want to know about this team, whether it's the Zion news, and I'm, I'm doing some digging on something, and I might have something more for you coming up soon later in the week. 
And whether it's just the play on the court, what the team should be doing. We've talked a lot of trade targets too, because they still really could make a move and maybe should make a move. And there's a lot out there that they could do. We're breaking it all down here. Free five days a week, no paywall, anything like that. Talking everything Pelicans all the time. So subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. And don't forget, Locked On Saints, host Ross Jackson is like literally one of the best when it comes to the Saints, in my opinion. I get all my news from him. Awesome dude. Great show. Check out Locked On Saints as your second listen. So we just talked about how, you know, maybe a ba- this bad draft, mediocre to subpar, top to bottom, you know, reduces some of the urgency to tank. And I don't think that that would be incorrect. The way the lottery went for Oklahoma City last year was just terrible. They were so bad, got screwed in the lottery, ended up with not the greatest pick in a you know top three, top four draft. And we're just outside there. And now they're in this weird spot of having Shea, but not having that other blue chipper to pair next to him. If you end up with the fourth or fifth overall pick and you don't get that other blue chip prospect to pair next to Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson, did you accomplish all that you wanted to accomplish, right? And by losing on purpose, did you send... What kind of message are you sending, right? To Zion, who, as I've explained, is a little bit frosty with the team right now, has some has some metaphorical distance between him and the organization right now. What, you know, in whose camp doesn't look at this team in the most favorable light, things are a little bit disorganized, dysfunctional, all of that stuff. What message does tanking send to him and to his camp? You know, what message does tanking send to the fan base as a whole? You might be a diehard fan who gets why they should do this, but as someone who's just so desperate to see this team winning and that feeling that comes with it, which is a good feeling, right? What message are you sending them? Why should they buy tickets, right? You know, what message does it send to Brandon Ingram? The guy who's right now your best player who's playing really, really well right now. What message does it send to him? This is a guy who's never won in the NBA. He's probably desperate to. If you go, hey, we're just going to lose and we're gonna we're not going to play this season very hard. Is he going to look at that and be like, what the hell? I don't want to be here. You know, I'd argue that tanking isn't going to send a good message to anyone, even if it's maybe one of the more prudent things you could do for this organization to have a shot at one of those guys at the top at Chet, you know, or, you know, or Paolo. But what does it say about everything else that you're doing? You know, I think everyone, I am, you are, you know, I'm sure the front offices, the players are, the coaching staff, some of them who've been here for a really long time, four coaches, five coaches, you know, what message, you know, they're fed up of losing. And then look, as much as I want to see these young guys get minutes, and I do, there are some good arguments that, Developing players is more done in practice than out there purely on the basketball court. Again, this isn't like there's no proven conclusive theory on this. I think playing them is a good thing. But it's better for them to practice than just giving them pure on-court minutes. We've seen how important confidence is to some of these guys. Nikhil in particular, right? Um, Sadoransky seems to have like not a lot of confidence right now. And it affects their play. And sometimes they just never shake that off. So if you throw a guy like Trey Murphy to the Wolves out there and he just plays poorly... Does that kind of get into his head, right? Is that maybe a bad thing, actually, for his development? I think that's something to kind of consider with all of this. But I really want to circle back to Brandon Ingram. What about using this time to really build him up more, to develop him more? Other than Zion, he's probably the most important player on the team. Like, that's 
pretty safe to say, right? So what we've seen a real like strong play from him the past two, three weeks. We've really seen him kind of develop a little bit more as a passer and have, you know, potential assists. Sometimes he's putting up 10 plus assists. What about really just trying to kind of build that even more the rest of the season while Zion isn't playing? You know, I think there is some value to that so that when you do hit next season, he's in the best form of his life life and can maybe lead you by himself if ever that time comes and they need to do that and then you know I think about Zion who if he does come back with 20 games left and maybe the Pelicans are just nowhere near the playing tournament he could come back with 20 games left the Pelicans are nowhere near the playing tournament would they just say like nah screw it let's not even play him at all and that's not a big you know it's not worth it but I do think there would be value in him playing even if it's just 20 games this year Right. We're talking about how we want to see the young guys out there on the court playing, developing. That kind of still applies to Zion. Right. You want more reps, more game time for him. So I don't know if the Pelicans would play him. And this is conjecture on my part. I don't know if they would play him if they, you know, were like 14 and whatever, you know, by the time with 20 games left to go or they have 20 wins at that point. Right. And they're just so far out of contention. You know, they're they're 20 and 40, let's say 20 games under 500. Are you even going to play Zion if it's those final 20 games that at that point don't matter at all? At that point, you probably are focusing on your draft pick even more so. And so with that, I think you probably don't play him. And I don't know if that's the right move. I would play him. I want to see him out on the court if he's capable of being out there on the court at some point this year. So I think those are all things you need to consider when it comes to should the Pelicans tank, you know, or, or like, again, not outright tank, but like development, play the young guys, all of that, where you're going to lose more games. You know, all of a sudden, Brandon Ingram is sick one day or his back sore or something sore and he's just not going to play. We'll give him a night off. We'll lose this game. Who cares? I, I don't know. I, I, I get why this is a conversation. I get why they should probably do it, to be honest. I struggle, though, putting that like stamp on there being like, yes, this is the course of action that they should go with. So let me know what you think on Twitter at Nola Jake in the comments on YouTube. Should the Pelicans tank? Should it be development? Should they focus on Brandon Ingram or should they be trying to push for the playing tournament and make some sort of trade that kind of bolsters the team a little bit? You let me know. I'm going to be curious to hear your thoughts on this. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all very much for listening. Game tomorrow. We'll preview that coming up. Also talk about the bad backcourt play for the team and what is going on there. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. Now for your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, giving you winners, basically. It's free and available on all platforms. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Thank you all for listening. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.